Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Casting the Net. Today, the guys continue their discussion on Advent here in our third week of the season. And there's some great stuff in today's episode. One of the things that I really liked is some analogies with Michael Jordan. So listen for that about three quarters of the way through the episode. And Father Dave also has a great quote in here where he says, Only spiritual remedies can solve spiritual heartache which I think is especially important for uh, those people who uh, tend to struggle um, during the Christmas season. Uh, hopefully that can offer some relief as they continue this discussion. So we hope you enjoy today's episode of Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, we are back at it. Father Dave and Rick, we're casting the net. At least that's who we are, and we're hoping that you <laughs> meant to be with us in this in this moment as we continue our conversation about Advent, Rick, this special season of preparation mm. prior to the nativity of our Lord. So I gotta ask you the salient question. How's my how, Advent going? How's your Advent? How's your Advent? How are you different today? Well, since you asked, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, it's been it's been a good one. Um, been reading a lot of things that have been really thought provoking, really uh, prompted me to ponder why Christmas, why why the incarnation, why the God Man. Um, mm. You know, it's impossible. You, you drive around town and you see the decorations and you see the lights and you hear the festive music and you smell the smells and you partake in the family rituals and get togethers and it, it, it all it all has to point towards something beyond itself. Well what is what is that thing? Um <clears throat> and of course the, the the thing is God loving me and, and you and each and every listener yeah. and each and every human being so much that he wants to enter into our reality and offer his life to us, share his life with us. Mm. Mm. So yeah, some good stuff. Beautiful. Praise be God, right? How about yours? Well, this this Advent, um, a friend put before me, I wouldn't call it so much a challenge as much as I would call it a an aim or a goal, and, and that is the virtue of charity, hmm. and really to be particularly mindful of moments during the day of witnessing the practice of charity and then the experience of it. Mm. of ourselves and it's it's remarkable how i have come upon situations and caught myself just just earlier today i'm i'm um headed out of toledo hospital and i get in my car and there's a traffic circle mm. oh geez <laughs> <laughs> Lots what, of what, opportunities in the traffic what, circle. What percentage of the drivers <laughs> did you encounter actually knew how to hand, <laughs> handle the traffic circle? Right. No, no judgment towards anybody. Oh, but absolutely I, not. But, but I, I didn't. Um, I, I found myself, even though I was, um, I was kind of emotionally and spiritually drained mm -hmm. from some very serious life and death uh, moments that were in the hospital, and. Yet, I found myself, I approached the circle. There's actually kind of two of them principally going in and out of this hospital. Mm -hmm. And I approached both of them with cars 
competing for spaces <laughs> with an awareness of charity. Mm. I mean, I could almost, I could almost um, hear a prompting of the spirit, kind of reminding me, you know, this Advent you've you've kind of set the course for growing in charity, and mm-hmm. you have an opportunity here. And you know, I didn't need to demonstrate my superior understanding of the circle to the other drivers <laughs> you know? but it's okay and i and i didn't have anyone right on my tail maybe i maybe i would have felt differently if someone was really pressing behind me mm-hmm. but um i've appreciated that lens through which to look at advent yeah um with the harried the harried pace of so many around me mm-hmm. um sometimes the impersonal that can that can irritate. Um, geez, can't you look at me when you're speaking? Can't you right. <laughs> practice some sort of some sort of manners? Some decorum. Our police, nice, our sure. police, and thank you, really. That you know, the, the, those those things happen, and I get tempted too. So yeah. I've really appreciated that. So yes, also, it's been a good advent, and particularly helping me to focus in that particular way, and and witnessing too charity. Just yeah. It can be in the most um, simple yes. of moments uh, to see how how love itself is is uh, displayed. Yeah, simple, but I, you know, who's trustworthy with small things is trustworthy with great things, right? Right. I mean, so the, the small things matter, right? And it's um, right. It it reminds of I mean, we we've, we've been discussing first readings, yes. for, for the Sundays of Advent, yes, yes. Um, it it reminds me of the the first reading for the upcoming um this upcoming sunday the third sunday of advent yeah um isaiah 61 it's a very well known passage um i'm i'm not going to read it word for word but uh just to, to paraphrase the, the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me he's sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to captives and release to prisoners, um, all of which can be summarized as charity, right? I mean, the, the charity that you're aspiring to, that we all should be aspiring to, but you've especially made your focus this Advent. Yeah. Um, and of course, Isaiah, is, it's, it's a prophecy. He's, he's, he's writing of expectations for the coming Messiah. But as you and I have discussed on this show on, on many occasions, you know, as Catholics, we believe we're sacramentally united to that Savior. Right. Um sacramentally mean meaning reality in, in reality we yes. are united in a very mysterious but real way and so even though this passage is primarily about christ it also becomes about us um because we're united to christ like that yeah. mission becomes ours yeah that's rick that is such a vital point in understanding scripture that this this first reading uh for this sunday the third sunday of of Advent is not merely a prophecy and foretelling of the Messiah. In, in fact, it's it's in the it's in the voice of the Messiah, right? The the Anointed One who Himself is speaking, if you will, mm. right in the prophecy. The Spirit of the uh, of the Lord is upon me because uh, the Lord has anointed me, right? The who is the who is the me? It's the it's the Messiah, Messiah Himself. Yeah. In anticipation of his arrival, which incidentally is is eight hundred years after Isaiah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also the personal identification with each and every one of us who are 
connected to Christ, and that connection is forged in baptism. Mm -hmm. And it's an irrevocable bond that, indeed, the same Spirit of the Lord that is upon the Messiah, that is upon Christ himself, is within me Mm -hmm. because of the configuration to Christ that has happened in baptism. And suddenly my my day becomes different if I keep that before me, that Mm -hmm. it's not just um, my effort and my ingenuity and my resolve, but it's more of an unleashing of this Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who I have received through no merit of my own, just solely given to me through the sacrament that is baptism. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a gift we're not worthy of, and and, and thus, or, or hence the need for preparation. I mean, Advent's a, a season of preparation, of preparing, um, so that we can get ready for um, that that presence that is offered to us. Yeah. Um, the second part of uh, that first reading is really interesting, too. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in it. Um, Isaiah goes on to write, again, as you say, in, in, the, uh, in the voice of the Messiah, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, for he has clothed me with a, robe, <clears throat> with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice. Hmm. And, of course, that word justice, I mean, it, it can mean a few different things in Catholic theology, but here it means right relationship with God. I mean, yes. that, that's what it means in this context. Uh, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem or a crown, like a bride bedecked with jewels. Um, you know those those same. Of course, the 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 um the imagery of precious gems, you know, stones that points to the the value or worth of the gift that's being offered. Yeah, you know, and. It's it's a gift that again we we get in on. I mean, we, th- those jewels of the divine gifts become ours as well in Christ, not so that we can be served, you know, as, as though we're on some life lofty, you know, perch or status, but so that we can serve as as Christ serves, so that we won't die but will enjoy eternal life. Yeah, the 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 imagery itself of of jewels and of precious precious gems uh, being adorned. Um, it, it to me it, it's evocative of of beauty mm. that there is an emanation that is that is generated from no less than the Lord God Himself, right? Who wishes to be recognized and seen by means of glory and splendor. There's something that seizes our imagination that catches our attention mm-hmm. that that stirs our soul that god god permits himself mm-hmm. uh, to be recognized and permits us to respond to that glory because when we behold something that is splendid or glorious we immediately have a moment of choice right do we continue mm-hmm. um towards that which is beautiful or do we choose to reject that and to go into a different direction. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of curiosity and wonderment and amazement, not talking about a deep scientific analysis of something. So let's put this in real concrete terms. It doesn't work in December in Ohio, but in the summertime, <laughs> Ohio's lovely. <laughs> and take, the, take our word for it. And, and the celestial body that is the sun is still present. <laughs> when, was, when was the last time we saw this? Sun? Well, it's been a while. <laughs> it, it's been a few weeks by my count. <laughs> and it's gonna, it might be a it's few, few more weeks until more it comes weeks, out you know? again. Yeah. But you can behold, you can behold uh, right. <laughs> the, the, the sun and, and the yeah. sun setting 
and on a great lake. Um, although we face the east, not the west, mm. but there are some absolutely beautiful and stunning areas where we live, uh, especially to behold uh, the, the the nighttime sky and the and the beautiful setting of the sun. And is it something that when I notice, I um, I remain there a little mm. bit longer? Yeah. And not to figure it out like a mathematical formula, but right. simply to behold it. Um, mm-hmm. Even more simply, it might be a really good song. It's just something that mm. I, I find myself still humming or or singing a little bit, even though the song has ended and I'm out of my car and I'm in the store. And I'm still kind of, I'm just kind of enraptured with um, with the melody, yeah, or with the lyrics. So. Yeah. Beauty always elicits a response, mm-hmm. and beauty emanates from no less than God. Mm. It's one of the ways that God permits Himself to be discovered, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we see we see this manifested in the right. first reading for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, thank goodness we're we're um, we're capable of being dazzled, mm. and that that God mm. does dazzle us in those ways to cut through the noise of various competing goods in our lives that distract us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we've talked about this in a couple of previous episodes and um, something you said, I don't recall exactly what, but I, I was reminded of, reminded of an article I'd read in the last few months. It's on, um, it was on uh, Michael Jordan, oh. his life after basketball oh. written by a really brilliant journalist. Um. And of course, you know, Michael Jordan is among the greatest, arguably the greatest of basketball players. Um, and so uh, the, the peek into his life post basketball is fascinating because to, mm. to get to the, to get to the level, the pinnacle that Michael Jordan reached, you have to have a competitive drive that probably borders on a psychological disorder, mm. you know? Um, and that's, that's gone now. Like yeah. that, that one thing that seemed to define his life is gone mm. Hmm. And the article is all about the ways, all about the um, the different things that Jordan has turned to to try to fill that void. Hmm. Um, being a basketball executive, silly, an, an owner, owner, yeah. yeah, silly things like you know poker tournaments and fishing expeditions and golfing. and none of golfing, none of it fills the void. And and hmm. the uh, the journalist, it's a bit of a tragedy. It's it's just a sad um, depiction of this uh, this once great basketball player. Hmm. Like hmm. his greatness is in the past, and he's looking for something to approximate it, and he's just hmm. he's not going to find it. Hmm. You know, he just he kind of sits alone late at night watching old westerns. It's it's sad. Hmm. You know, um, he's he'd given himself to something that is you know I mean it's it's a good thing competition ath- athletics it's it's uh, it's fine, but that's that's uh, the journalist anyway makes it sound as though that's all his life was. Hmm. You know, hmm. a good thing, but a finite thing that can't, yeah, can't satisfy. Ultimately, can't fulfill. I mean, they were talking about what fifteen years of a man's sure. life, and that's it. Sure, um, a bit of a cautionary tale, you know. Yeah, what is it? Um, it's it, it's Augustine in the beginning of the Confessions who, in the form of a prayer, he's actually writing this as a prayer. He's mm-hmm. confessing to God, not sins, but his um, his own heartache. Mm-hmm. for the eternal and it's usually rendered something like 
you have made us for yourself, O oh God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Mm-hmm. That there's a heart ache, right, that is um, only able to be filled by that which is eternal. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a physicality in its source. It's more profound. We would we would speak about it coming from the soul. Mm-hmm. It's and, a spiritual uh, fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. And, and only spiritual remedies can solve spiritual heartache. Mm-hmm. But the the allure or the uh, the attraction of beauty um, helps us seek out those things that yes. uh, that that can authentically satisfy us. Yeah. Well, the dazzle. I, I yeah. like that. I like that. Right. The, the dazzle can um, can take us down a pathway, right? To be to be less considering of myself and more considering of that which dazzles, that which um, captures my attention, um, that elevates me, that that stirs something within me that makes me want to um, ponder it and behold it and mm-hmm. and be swept away by it, whatever that it is. And once again, it could be music or nature or literature. Yeah. Uh, in a an encounter that's more explicit with God Himself in prayer in the sacraments, um, there are so many beautiful ways that God permits us to be touched by Him. Yeah, yeah, and most profoundly through the life of Christ. Yes. I mean it's it's an observation that we made uh, a couple of episodes ago, but it, it's it's so brilliant it needs to be made again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the word good hmm. in at least Matthew's gospel, probably in other places and in, in other gospels as well. When that word is used to describe Christ's actions and the actions that we're to imitate, uh, translated into English, it would most accurately be translated as beautiful, yes. not not morally good, but yes. beautiful. Yes, right. Perform actions that are that are beautiful, that are dazzling. Not, yes. not merely morally good, but those yes. which will attract. Yes, those which will appeal to others. Yeah, that that cannot be overemphasized. It's not a simple little ledger of plus and minus. It's far more profound than that in the Christian life. But it ought to be, because at its core, the Christian life is at the core of the Christian life is Christ Himself, who's present within us. So, friends. Thank you for um, spending some more time with us. As we continue to walk through Advent, uh, we're, we're going to have a, a final episode uh, culminating the Advent season in anticipation of our Lord's arrival. And once again, we are so grateful for all of you who find this helpful and are listening as well. And we hope that God's favor rests upon you in super abundant ways. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.